with Catherine Toon Podcast. All right, everybody. We are going to talk about the Holy We. are going to talk about celebrating the good. I just get amused when I say that because I'm like, oh, I'm the only one here <laughs> except for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and you. And I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about celebrating the good. Oh, yay. You know, we've had a lot uh, going on just time-wise. Uh, we've had hur- Hurricane Ian popping through and doing a ton of destruction and there's just so much uh inflation and uh war and all sorts of stuff going on and in the middle of that uh whatever issues that uh you're struggling with and all of that so there's just a lot of not good (laughs) and so i don't know why i'm laughing there but it is a thing Uh, And we are going to talk about celebrating the good. This is what's going to give us strength in the midst of trouble, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of, you know, not good things, in the midst of evil things. Uh, We get to celebrate good, not because we're denying uh, evil things happen, but because there really is good. Listen, if there is bad. There is good. And sometimes, you know, uh, we get so focused on the bad, we fight for the right to just perseverate on the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad. And um, uh, and we miss the good that's there. Oh, my goodness. There is so much good. A lot of this will take discipline. It will take eyes to see because it's the good that will inspire It's the good that will strengthen. It's the good that will carry you through the suffering that you experience or the fear of suffering that you're experiencing, which is suffering. Fear is suffering. Fear has torment. And that will carry you through. And, you know, uh, we have to we have to kind of uh, um, grab ourselves and discipline ourselves sometimes because we can really get so carried away with the dark and we can get so half empty in our um, our our perspective that we don't see the half full. We don't see the fullness and the fullness is what you and I need to live and move and enjoy our life. Uh, so, you know, in the midst of the bad, God is good and he's created good and there's so much good. And and in that, we need to ask the Lord to give us eyes to see, to give us eyes to see. You know, the good is not a little footnote on the evil of life, right? It's not a little, uh, you know, side uh, note and then it's all bad. And then, you know, the truth is the news, that's true. Like if you if you if you follow the news, it's a little footnote, right? Um, if you look at a lot of um, historical texts, um, yeah, it's a footnote, uh, but it's the thing. <laughs> if you are a follower of Christ, it is the thing. We have vast hope because the love of God has already been shed abroad in our hearts, and God is love, and love never fails. So truly, so much good. So. Um, let's dive in. Um, I have a beautiful scripture, uh, Passion Translation, 
uh, Psalm 32, 11. Oh my goodness, this might make you happy. It says, so celebrate the goodness of God. Celebrate the goodness of God. He shows his kindness to everyone who is his. Go ahead and shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. So now, lest we um, act as if, okay, well, that's great for those of you that are his, but for those of you who are not his, he's not going to show kindness to you. Okay. Um, and this is where your perspective happens because uh, it comes into play. Okay. <laughs> um, because if your meta narrative is that somehow God separated from his creation and that there's there's a human being on the planet that's not his, um, then you can say, well, yeah, you know, he's not going to show kindness to you because you're not his. And it's kind of like the loophole, right? And if you're looking for a loophole, this is where you'd find it from this perspective. But if your perspective is God did not separate from his creation, that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world not imputing their sins against them. I believe that's actually a scripture. I'm saying that sarcastically. It is <laughs> in Colossians 1. So um, if God was in Christ reconciling the whole world, that means from his perspective, the world is reconciled. And so the word says, you've been reconciled. Now be reconciled. What does that mean? So on God's end, you're his. And so be his because he already chose you. There's not a person that he did not choose before the foundation of the world, right? So if there's not a person that's not in Christ, okay, that's not included in Christ, then there's no loophole. The problem is us, okay, in our minds and how we see, because we feel like, well, no, I don't want to follow you. Well, okay, he's not going to force you to follow him. I don't want to love you. Well, he's not going to force you to love him. But you're going to experience what it is to turn away from goodness, to turn away from love, to turn away from light, to turn away from the only one that is life, light, love, right? And that's darkness. And it's a shadow in our mind. It's not even real. Does darkness have mass and energy. No, it has anti-mass and anti-energy. It's not actually a thing, but we experience it because we were created for life. So turn towards life and light and you'll experience life and light. It's not like he's not going anywhere. He's not, well, you turn away from me, I'll turn away from you. No, he never turns away from you. Um, And so I just wanted to put that uh, just in case um, someone insists on being negative about it, that somehow God is not going to show kindness to the ones who love him and turn towards him and to the ones who give him the flying finger and run away from him. He still shows kindness. And sometimes his kindness is going to be some correction, but it's, it's kind correction. Yeah. Because we need it. All right. Thought I would put that. So, which means everyone can celebrate the goodness of God. He shows kindness to everyone who is his. That's you. That's me. That's actually the whole world as he's redeeming the world, right? 
Go ahead and shout for joy. That is everyone, all you upright ones who want to please him. So if if you're someone who's angry at God and doesn't want to please him, well, you're probably not going to shout for joy, but you're probably miserable. <laughs> you're probably depressed. You may be suicidal. There's darkness going, right? Because your heart is hard, right? Your heart is hard and you weren't designed for that. But, you know, that, that requires healing. Anyway, all right, let's go to Romans. Oh, this is so good. Uh, 12, 9 through 19. And it says, oh, and, and this is a longer passage, but it's really good. So hang in there, enjoy it. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. And never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. So uh, in other translations, cause and, 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 and turn away from hypocrisy. Okay. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. So you know what? There is evil. Oh yeah. You betcha. Despise it, but embrace everything that is good and virtuous. We're going to talk more about that. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement As you serve him, let his hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome guests into your home. Speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. That means forgive your enemies. So that's a thing that that requires supernatural empowerment. It does. Um, Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. You know, there is a place where people are genuinely feeling the angst, the pain, and the tragedy. We've got so much tragedy. Well, don't be Pollyannish about it weep with those who weep. Yeah. But you don't need to stay in weeping, go through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't hang out there. Okay. Let uh, live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live a lofty mindset thinking you too, too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, there are some people who do, but anyway. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everyone's friend. And sometimes people are going to insist on hating you or being your enemy, but that doesn't mean you have to be their enemy. And truthfully, there are no enemies, but we'll ultimately, um, but that's another discussion. Um, 
don't uh, do your best to live as everyone's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. Man, we've got so much rancor, right? But leave that to God's righteous justice. You can trust God here. Don't don't become the judge. Uh, let God be the judge, right? Because he's the only one who sees everything, right? For the scriptures say, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. So these are ways to, um, to handle this tension of there's real evil. There's real evil in the world. Mm-hmm. It really is. So how do we conduct ourselves? How do we conduct ourselves, right? Um, and and I love this. Um, let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Okay, so this is your inner heart. In your heart of hearts, right? I love this. In your heart of hearts, um, love. In your heart of hearts, let that be your aim. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, let me just ask you, how did people treat Jesus in the flesh? Oh, my God. Uh, It was hell for him. Okay. Um, And as he's trying to do good and save, he's accused. He's mocked. People are trying to murder him. Um, um, uh, People... um, uh, call him a liar. They call him demonized. Um, people don't get him. People abandon him. People betray him. People string him up because they demand vengeance. It's our rage that put him on the cross, right? Father God didn't put him on the cross, but he yields to our rage. He yields to human need for um, to to uh, to rage. Okay. Um, and to accuse. So we become like the demonic, right? We accuse and we rage and we, and we punish. That's us as humanity. That's our need. That's evil. That, that tendency, right? We're not evil, but that is evil. We string him up on the cross, cross after torturing him. Um, you know, Jesus, the, the word says that he suffered in every way as we suffer. So he is not, he's a compassionate high priest. That means he can feel what we feel. What did we put him through? I don't know. God only knows, but we put him through that. And then because of love, because he insists on redeeming, he becomes sin itself mystically and dies, Right. And goes to the to Hades, the the world of the dead, death, hell, and the grave. Um, redeems that, takes humanity with him as he's resurrected, and he resurrects humanity as a new creature in him. And this is because it's like whatever hell that you've been through or are going through, God was deeper than that, and He's there to redeem it. And we have a tendency to accuse him at times. And we really do. Um, and he takes it. He convicts us of it, but um, he, he takes it. He takes our anger. He takes our wrath because he knows it's coming from a place of blindness and darkness. But eventually we're going to have to wake up. 
We're going to have to wake up and celebrate good, recognizing that he is he is goodness itself. You know, Jesus said, why do you when when someone said you good teacher, good rabbi, why you call me good? Only God is good. Well, it wasn't like Jesus wasn't God. He was operating as a as a human being in the flesh, putting aside operating as his godhood, but he was God incarnate. And he was saying, I'm good. So why are you calling me good? Are you recognizing me as the Messiah, the Christ, right? So he's kind of mirroring back. He just does it all the time. <laughs> and he still does that. Holy Spirit still does that, right? And so there was only one that is good. Okay, so let me let me take you to, where is it? Uh, James 1, 17, 18. It says that every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word, by the truth of the capital W word, so that we would fulfill his destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all his creation. So let me spend a little time unpacking that. So God freely uh, freely gives us, in other words, his gifts are free, which means actually they're actually gifts. (laughs) Because a gift with an expectation is not a gift. Now, when we give someone something, uh, we want to... um, want want to know that they like it. So I was given this beautiful gift and um and, and I'm wearing it because I'm enjoying it and it's a blessing, right? And so it's important that that people know that we're enjoying the gifts that they give, but if there is a string attached, um then it's not a gift, right? So God freely gives the gift every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, is good and perfect, okay? Streaming down from the father of lights. Now, isn't this beautiful? So God is the father of lights. He is light. Um, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Jesus is of the same substance, homoousius, as the father, okay? Um, Who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness. There's no dark side of God. That's why the, the the idea of penal substitution where God is so enraged at human sin, and God knows there's a there's a lot of it, okay, um, that he has to that he has to punish. So someone's going to be punished. That's that's such a heresy, but that God needs to punish sin. Okay. So he has to punish. So Jesus raises his hand. And is like, I'll be the whipping boy. You can punish me on behalf of humanity. Well, if that's how father God is, yeah, I don't want to follow that God either. Because if he's going to punish Jesus, I don't know what he's going to do with me, right? So you can never really be safe because God is a punisher as long as God is a punisher. But God's not a punisher. God Jesus didn't sign up and say, I'm going to be the whipping boy and let you punish me, Father. No, that's not what happened. That's why that's such a horrific, evil um, doctrine to say that God has to punish sin. No, God doesn't punish sin. He heals sin. And as, as a healer, I can trust him. I can run to him with my sin. 
I can run to him with all the places that feel ashamed and he can heal them. Daddy, get it off me. I did this. Help me. Forgive me. Help me. And he can do that and heal me, right? If I have to worry that I'm going to be punished, I can never trust him. And then he really can't be my savior uh, the way he wants to be because I'm looking at him as not good, not safe, right? Um, so that the doctrine of penal substitution where someone's got to pay for sin and Jesus did. Okay. That is a um, forensic, what you call a forensic, which means um, a legal, legal type of thing that someone has to pay it. Like our legal system, there's sin, you got to pay. And God says, no, um, there's sin and I'm going to heal, Right. There's justice is going to come by way of healing and there's no part of, of creation that's not going to be healed, right? That's his mastery. Okay. Um, uh, and he doesn't change, right? The father of lights, he's all light. Um, there's no hidden shadow of darkness. There's no dark side of God. There's no, I'm good. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm scary. Okay. Well, if that's how he appears to you, that's what needs to be healed. That perspective of God needs to be healed. Why? Because God is good. And we can't celebrate good if the one who is good isn't really good, right? If he's he's good, but if he's love, but if he's safe, but, okay? No, we can't celebrate good. There's no place to rest. And that's the thing with orphan-minded people, they can't rest. Why? Because it's never safe because it's always on them. They're always alone. They're always have, trying to make it right. Right. Um, so uh, with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. So which means, you know, our performance, good, bad or indifferent is not powerful enough to change God's love approval of us. Now, the evil things that we do. Yeah, that's a thing. Thank you. God is the God of justice, evil actions and evil ways of being. Those will be corrected. Okay. Eventually, because that's God's mastery, but it's going to come by God pulling on how he designed us in his image and likeness, which means if he's a hundred percent good and we celebrate that, then uh, we can say I'm good and I'm going to celebrate that and every way of being, every mindset, every um, way of being that is evil, that is perverted, that is twisted. I'm going to give that to the Lord and and cooperate with him as he heals that. Okay. Um, God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word. This is birth through Christ, in Christ, who is the Logos before the foundation of the world eternally, right? So that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us. So he has a good plan for us, his fulfill his good plan. And, you know, um, and I personally believe that, you know what, if if the plans of God's restoration and conforming us to the image of Christ, if that's not happening in this type of life, it happens on the other side after death. And I personally believe that's pretty much for everybody because I don't know about you, but I don't know if there's been one human being that's fully been conformed to the image of Christ on this side of, of heaven. Okay. Um, okay. Or in whatever you would just describe as the afterlife. Okay. So um, God has eternity to do this. Um, 
so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all his creation. So once again, if you have the mindset that I'm an orphan and I'm not one of his favorite ones, okay, then that would be something that you would exclude yourself. Don't exclude yourself. You're his favorite one because he's chosen you. Okay, so a lot of times this is what we project onto God because I'm not his favorite because these things happen in my life and rejection and abuse happen in my life. So I'm not one of his favorite ones. No, you're his favorite ones because he's chosen you and there's only one of you and he's chosen you. And so we're the favorite ones out of all his creation because we're human humanity is his favorite ones. When God created everything, his seen realm, oh my goodness, he created the, separate the light from the darkness. He created the the foundation and, and, and the atmosphere and the heavens and the earth. He created the, the, the oceans and, and the land masses. He created the waters teeming with life. And he created the, the, all the animals and all the plants and all of that. And it was good. Again, good, 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 good. A good can only create good. God did not create evil. Evil is a turning away from good. It's a shadow land of turning away from what is good. But it doesn't mean that that is good. Okay, so where we turn away, that's where the evil, we create our own shadow. Um, so that's what it is. And so there's really um, simple, not necessarily easy solution turn back. Repent is the word. Turn back towards the light. Wherever there is dark and evil, turn back. Heal me, God. Help me. I keep on doing this and I can't help myself, but I'm looking for you to help me help myself. Right? Okay. Um, And so he created all of his creations and then he gets to the pinnacle of his creation. Adam, in which was male and female, right? He created Adam and in with Adam, uh, it was very good. So humanity is his favorite. So if you're a human being, check yourself. Am I human? Okay, I'm human. Uh, okay, I'm good because I'm created in his image and likeness. No, there was nothing else. The angels weren't created in the image and likeness of God. Now, none of the animals, as amazing as they are, were created in the image and likeness of God. There was no um, life that was created in the image and likeness of uh, of God but you were. So you are by definition good in who you were created to be and who you truly are. And and so every way that's not tracking with that is a fallen mindset, a program, a way of being that doesn't know who you are because you're good without spot or blemish, chosen before the foundation of the world. You were marked by love. You just were. It's basically all saying the same thing. And and then he's after healing his kids who are the favorite ones out of all of his creation. So I'm debating whether I want to go back here. Um, let's go back to uh, Romans 12 a little bit. Uh, let's go to, I believe it's verse eight, although I don't have the numbers on this. Okay, it says despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Okay, so you know what? We are to despise evil. Yay, you're not crazy. Why do we despise evil? Because it hurts people. Evil hurts people. 
Evil hurts good people. Evil hurts a good creation. Evil hurts a good planet. Evil hurts good animals. Evil hurts he because because if, if everything God created was good, where there's evil, it mars the good, right? So we can hate that, but that does not mean we are justified in hating one another. Even evil, you know. I mean, I, I hear stories about what people go through, and I'm like, I, it is unbelievable what human beings can do it to another, to other human beings. It is, it is, and take pleasure in it. It is evil. There is, there is evil. Hate that. Ultimately, the people are not intrinsically evil. God did not create any person as intrinsically evil, including you, including the people that have abused you. And I've seen evil. I've experienced evil. I've heard so much evil. But that doesn't mean the people are intrinsically created as evil or what I've heard uh, said a bad seed. No, no, it is impossible for any of God's seed to be bad because God is good. We're talking about identity. We're talking about who people are and who they were created to be. Now, what happens is evil happens. People choose evil. They turn away from the light and they become twisted, distorted. Um, They delight in torturing and tormenting other people. They delight in power and abuse. They delight in um, whatever, all the fallen ways of being that we have. Um, But that doesn't mean God can't ultimately heal that. People do have a free will, but God has eternity. (laughs) I don't know how long our will can hold out against love. Because the truth is every single human being was created in the image and likeness of love. Uh, and ultimately God will, I believe God will have his way. I'm hopeful that God will have his way. I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see. Okay. I'm hopeful that God will have his way in conforming us in the image of Christ, who is good, who is all good. So when we, so one of the ways we become evil is evil things. I'm going to put this way. Let me, let me rephrase that. One of the ways that we become marred so we act in atrocious evil ways is by um by with the hurts that people um uh, do us we hate in kind now having emotion of hate like if you murdered my kids i would hate you and i'd have to have god heal my heart i'd have to forgive you over and over and over and over and i'd have to have god's power to do it it would be completely supernatural don't mess with my kids okay However, I would have to give my kids to God. They're ultimately his and realize that ultimately I cannot afford to become the evil I hate. And one of the ways we be, we, 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 we take on, put it this way, the evil that we hate is by hating. This is why God says, forgive your enemies. And, you know, you may not be ready to do that. Sometimes you're in so much pain, you're not ready. That's okay. There is a time, but ultimately God will move to have you help, help you forgive, uh, forgive evil, forgive evil. 
so you don't partake of that evil. And that's how evil perpetuates. Uh, something evil happens to you. Well, I hate you. And, and then I, I, I don't forgive you. And then I start to become twisted into something that's not good. And then I hate you back. And then we have wars. And then we have all the crap we do to one another and feel justified, right? And so this is why uh, the word says despise evil. Yeah, the evil that happened to you, the evil that's moving through people, the demonic, whatever you call that, hate that. That is evil. That's anti-God. That's anti-Christ. That's anti-good. Hate it. Yeah. And embrace everything that is good and virtuous. So I'm not going to let you mar me into becoming like the evil I hate. Not going to let you do that. This is why we have to forgive. This is for our sakes. This is for our our healing. Um, So one of the ways that we can do, if we can just start to look on what is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy, and that peace comes there and we can be a part of the beautiful things rather than a part of the evil we hate. Anyway, I hope that's been a blessing to you. Have a wonderful day. Celebrate the good. Look for the good. You will find it. The more you look, the more you will find and celebrate it. That'll give you strength. That'll give you joy. That'll give you a perspective to actually to speak to the things that are evil in a way that is actually helpful and be part of the redemption of all things partnered with God. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.